Welcome back to the Lean Needs Podcast. On today's episode, myself and Ben will be discussing Challenge 24. And as the challenges come to a close, we'll be talking about how we feel we've benefited over the last few weeks. We'll also be discussing our recovery techniques that we use all year round to improve our performance and stay injury free. We'll be discussing techniques such as massage guns, massage therapy, cold therapy and breathing techniques. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Episode 3 of the Lean East Podcast. We're back again. After a long hiatus, it seemed like the vlogging world didn't want us to return. Myself and Potty had quite a bit of technical difficulties over the last few weeks and a load of amounting exams kind of got in the way. But two episodes down, people thought we'd never come back, but we're still here. We're still fighting, consistent and persistent. But we're here for episode 3. Potty is here with his blue light blocking glasses. He's very ready now with his recovery in hand. Do you have any words yeah. to say to viewers, Potty? Where have you been? What's up? Been taking a bit of a break now from everything really with exams. Just been training away, doing my study and stuff. And I got these new glasses. They're blue light filter glasses. So studying whatever, four or five hours a day, or you need the glasses. It kind of emits the blue light. And it's good for recovery as well, which we're going to talk a lot about in this podcast today. So it's kind of recovery for your eyes. I think as well, one other thing to note with the blue light glasses, it really helps sleep because if you're looking at a computer screen at, say, eight or nine o'clock, these glasses, if you're not looking at your computer screen, so it does help with sleep, which is a key challenge or anything. We actually talked about it earlier, Paddy. Have you actually found there's been any benefits in terms of your own recovery from using them? And like, they've been controversial enough recently. I've heard that they don't work with your phone or something. Can you confirm that? I can confirm they don't work with the phone. I think the screen has to be a certain size because I still feel a strain in my eyes when I'm looking at my phone. Definitely works for the computer though. You can see that there's like a blue tint in the computer but it's definitely working for that and of course for playstation as well for all the gamers out there it works for that what are you playing at the moment a lot of warzone doing a hard warzone grind now at the moment that and of course minecraft because it's a classic <laughs> and just like those uh, creepers <laughs> yeah bit of fifa that's it <laughs> yeah mind you probably said to read no podcast with exams we know the real reason that's playstation has six priorities <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the same boat anyway, though. Been getting my FIFA numbers up recently. Like, you know, yeah, you need downtime too. Like, in career mode, like, oh, 100%, 100%. We'll be getting into all things recovery here. But downtime is so important. Like, even I was saying on my vlog recently enough, I find it hard enough to kind of stick to like being consistent with posting and stuff. When you do get exams and when training gets in the way, it's so hard to balance everything. And like, there's only so many errors in the day, but at the same time, you've only got so much energy as well. The reason we're kind of getting into these recovery techniques is not only do they help you to physically de-stress and get ready to get at it again, like recovery is so important. Just give your mind a break even and just get your energy back so that you can just give your all to whenever you do get at things as well. We haven't forgot about Challenge 24. Don't worry about that. Myself and Potty have about, I think it's finished on Sunday now, Easter Sunday. I found my performances and I've seen Potty's performance as well have definitely improved quite a lot. Like I ran a 5k PB recently enough and I actually would put a lot of that down to like just having the structure from the challenge, especially with lockdown. As well as that, one thing I found was not going on my phone from like 12 to 6 really helps just break down the screen time, which just helped me be a bit more productive with like starting exams and having placement as well at the moment. I think I got it down from to six hours and 20 minutes a day, which is quite high down to two hours and 10 minutes which I got on my screen report this week so was happy out how have you found like 
the reduced screen time has helped you, Paddy? I think it's great. Well, like the key thing with that is I'd be going on TikTok there for about an hour easily, or Snapchat or whatever, checking it every few minutes. But with reducing screen time, I think I'm down to about like maybe three hours a day, and most of that that's probably about an hour. That's in the morning, and I'd say another hour and a half of that is in the evening. I I do have a downtimer. I think a downtimer is a great idea. So I have mine at twelve till four. So that's my main like study time, and it really helps you to focus as well. Yeah, even I find if we're kind of getting into recovery techniques as well, that when you are on your phone all day, it, it can be hard to give your mind a bit of a break. Like that's why I kind of introduced mindfulness to my routine recently enough is that when you are on your phone all day, your mind is always active, like it doesn't really get a break. There is a lot to be said for just focusing in on something completely or even just giving your mind just a small bit of time away to just focus on like reading a book, doing a puzzle even, like as bad as that might sound, like it can just give you that extra bit of mental recovery. In terms of any of the other challenges, I found those fruit and veg challenges, they're okay enough for me. Did you have any interesting smoothies though that you want to report on since last time, Paddy? I did a green one for St. Patrick's Day, but I must try and put one up again now. I haven't posted one in a while. I have been, I've gotten recommended to do a one with a chilli in it. Is that classed as a, as a vegetable, a chilli? I, I can confirm chilli peppers are a vegetable. Okay, I was doing it with a chilli pepper so soon. I might do it this week and... See how that goes. Other than that, though, the ice cold showers, you wouldn't even know I have them anymore. Like, they feel warm. Yeah, I'm nearly too used to them now. Like, I actually yeah. I went into the shower there yesterday and I'd already had my ice cold shower and um, I was coming back in for my run. Just prefer the cold water sometimes. Like, yeah. sometimes you're just too warm. Like, but that's actually nearly even getting into the recovery side of things again. There are physical sides to the cold showers. I know it's quite disputed at the moment there might not be an overwhelming amount of benefits to it. But there is so much even to the mental side of things. It can even help you de-stress a bit because you are just getting those chemicals into your brain early in the morning. You're getting that release of serotonin, just helping to reduce cortisol as well, just helping your body relax and your mind relax, which is going to help you a lot when you're trying to get out through the day. In terms of getting back to those smoothies, I just realized there's primary real estate missed in not doing the St. Patrick's Day sort of smoothie. So I might try to get some sort of smoothie in because I've seriously been lacking on that side of things recently. In terms of any of the other challenges, again, looking at the recovery side of things, I found the yoga was actually so beneficial. And I was so surprised with that too because I didn't really find the help last time. But it was just having that set time to stretch. It wasn't even necessarily the yoga. It was also the foam rolling. There was so much to say just having my muscles be that much looser. I actually found that there are like ways you can measure how your flexibility is improved and stuff. I couldn't. I don't know how, what you'd make this now, Paddy. If I was doing a quad stretch, I couldn't get my foot to touch my bum until like two weeks ago i was actually amazed like i was actually at my physio and we were trying to get that to happen for months and months and i'd say it was only when i started doing challenge 24 that i actually got that bit of flexibility which is so important for injury prevention have you found that's helped your performance in any way i have what i'm using now at the moment i think it's uh i actually wouldn't mind doing a review on it at some stage it's a book called becoming a supple leopard and it's a book, basically a book of stretches and i've been using that i've been doing 20 minutes of mobility every morning another month or so of this and i could do the splits but uh, it's actually it's an unbelievable book like there's there's all different sessions for you know if you feel like a little pain in your back or in your quad or whatever there's about four or five exercises for each muscle and it it just it helps with recovery like so i've just been doing that every morning and it does really help with performance too like and it reduces injury Getting on to the reading side of things, did you make any progress with that David Goggins book or did you move on elsewhere? 
I actually moved on. <laughs> I, I kind of lost. Well, it was a very good book, like, but I left it for so long that I thought I'd have to start it again. So I did move on, and I, I'm I'm almost finished the the Wim Hof book now. I did get that on the Kindle, but I think it's one of the best books I've ever read. The Wim Hof book. I actually haven't gone into it yeah. yet. It yeah. does seem so interesting, though. Is it all about the like cold water therapy and like the breathing techniques side of things? It is. Yeah. There's uh there's three pillars. So there's the cold therapy, the breathing techniques, and then it's just motivation. So techniques to kind of motivate yourself every day. He gets up very early. He he also has very little screen time, if any. He reads a lot. He stretches a lot. It's definitely given me new insights into into recovery and especially into just the benefits of breathing. We'll talk now a lot later. Breathing, just for example, it reduces stress and it increases your performance. It decreases your blood pressure and your stress levels and joy helps the blood flow or helps the oxygen to flow around your body better. And it's just, it helps a lot of stuff like digestion and that and tied in with cold therapy as well. The, the met is, he's crazy. Like he runs barefoot in the snow. Sounds like he's doing channel 24 to me. I don't know. Wim Hof, if you're, if you're listening, please get on to us. Paddy's a big fan. I haven't read your book yet. I can't, can't be a fake fan, but I'm, I'm sure it's great. I must get onto it very soon. Actually, even with those breathing techniques, there does seem there is a lot of like mindfulness to that from what you described. Getting into the specifics of that, is it a deep breathing technique? Did you like pick up on any particular insights on like how you actually do practice the act of deep breathing? Yeah, so he has like a very uh, particular structure to it. So it is deep breathing. What he does is he recommends you inhale really heavily for about seven or eight seconds and then let it go out naturally. But, but very slowly. So you're breathing in really heavily and just breathing out slowly and he recommends you do that and repeat it for about about seven minutes, which is a long time, but I do I do that instead of meditation or yoga. Yeah, it's, so, it's definitely along the lines of the same thing as well. It does sound like that would be really relaxing too, like you're even getting a better sense of where you're at. I haven't actually practiced it myself before, but like would there be fluctuations if like say you were stressed? I always find that like if I'm anxious or something, it'll manifest in my chest. And my breathing will go a small bit. But if I did like do a bit of mindfulness, it'll alleviate it, be alleviated that way. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Just as he says in his book as well, I have a, I have a quick quote from here. It says that breathing properly causes oxygen levels in the muscle and the tissues to increase and causes adrenaline to flood the body, granting strength that we didn't know we had. So what he's basically saying throughout the book is that all the benefits of breathing it reduces stress. Stress releases a hormone called cortisol. You'd know a lot more about that than I would, Ben. But breathing then, it helps to, like he states, that oxygen kills cortisol, which is a stress hormone. So by breathing in heavily, you're getting way more oxygen into your body and it's killing the, the stress hormones and just helps. Like if you're, if you're stressed out, you're not going to be able to focus on your training. Uh, like your training is, you're going to be, like training to a lesser level and your performance is going to go down really so yeah no, i know i can definitely attest to that even like i find that psychological barriers can be as big as physical barriers nearly sometimes especially with running running such a psychological sport and if like you have an ongoing stress with you like even say when i was doing exams i found it very hard to push myself as much in training because you do have that cortisol like flowing through your body and as well just the psychological side of things if you've got a lot of stress just built up and you try put your body under stress, which doing any sort of exercise, it, like it's a form of stress. 
it's really going to be hard to just push yourself to your limits and really get the most out of your performance. But like even as Paddy was saying there, cortisol, it can be beneficial in small doses, but unfortunately, the modern way of living does put a lot of cortisol into our bodies, which isn't the best for us. It can actually impact things such as sleep as well, significantly like reduces your sleep quality, which if anyone has been following the page for a while, like sleep is so important for your mental side of things, but even like the physical side of things and just maximizing your performance and recovery, just giving your body that extra bit of recovery and releasing other hormones as well in sleep like HGH, which is going to help your muscles grow as well. When you were talking about how it reoxygenates the body as well, one thing we were actually talking about before we started recording there as well is that you can actually prove that by looking at how aerobic exercise is like an antidepressant in itself nearly, that there's been so many studies to show that getting out, running, walking really does act as a recovery technique in itself. Obviously, if you're training at a high level, it's not really going to help you to recover. But like getting out, getting a bit of aerobic exercise can really help you to just de-stress and reduce your cortisol that way. We were talking about movement and stuff earlier. That's sort of the active recovery side of things. Would you find body as a strength athlete that like getting out for a run, getting out for a cycle or getting out for a walk, would that help your recovery in a big way? It definitely does, yeah. Most strength athletes, I'd say all strength athletes who are very competitive in the off-season, they do, a four, they do so much cardio. They do a lot of circuit sessions. Like they're not just going for one rep maxes or three reps day on day. Like my training at the moment now is I'll do cardio three days a week. I do boxing or I might go for a run, but it does like in the long run, it helps you get, you'll get way stronger because your heart's going to be able to hold more. Your heart's going to like a ticking time bomb as well. So if you're overworking it, like if you're just doing weights constantly, then it's not going to be good for you. So you have to fit in cardio and stuff for that as well. Yeah, even if you're looking at like the negative effects of stress, like there is so many like health complications with that too, without like even the mental side of things. Like you're looking at like blood pressure there, even if you're really stressed, it's going to raise your blood pressure, which isn't great for your heart health or your overall health. And it's just going to put you like at increased risk of developing all sorts of diseases, which also increases the amount of inflammation in your body, which all around isn't really great. It's not really going to help your recovery either. If you're looking at like the active recovery side of things, like one thing that popped into my mind there is when I was younger and I wouldn't have had much idea of concepts with like sports science and stuff people would say if you get out for a run just loosen out the legs that didn't really make sense to me but it is like the active recovery side of things you're increasing the circulation through your body like it can be an active recovery in itself and as well as that you're helping the mind which is just going to help the whole recovery process again in terms of getting into like other specific like recovery techniques we touched on it a small bit. Is there any like benefits you've seen yourself, body from the cold water therapy or like ice baths or anything like that? Definitely for like if I have a cold shower every day, I have it post workout. So I'll have it within a half hour after my gym session. I'm well able the next day for another to go for another session. And as well, what I do is like I focus the cold shower. I know you can let it run all over your body, but if I train shoulders or chest, like obviously my shoulders and chest are going to be tight next day so i'll run the cold tap basically until my chest is red until my shoulders are red from the cold it is it is horrible but i'd rather that i'd rather go through the pain of that for 30 or 40 seconds of freezing cold on my chest and shoulders rather than not be able to train the next day exactly anything be stums as well it's all short-term pain for long-term yeah. gain like um it. it actually brings back flashbacks as well when you're talking about like your your chest and stuff being red after that i remember you're going to elite sports recovery have you been there yourself actually potty i haven't but we must we must go there right? 
100 we'll have to record that do a live podcast from the ice bath inside yes. there <laughs> um but i remember being inside there and you've had i presume you've had ice baths before or anyone listening there has had an ice bath before but if you pop into like the cryotherapy baths that they have there i think they're always at like one or two degrees and they have like these salts that are flowing out as well inside there it's like some sort of uh jacuzzi style effect in there but when you get in there, the initial coldness and stinging that you get from getting into an ice bath, that just lasts for the whole 10 minutes. And you can say whatever you want about the physical benefits and whether that can be slightly dubious. But if I can like last 10 minutes with the stinging inside there and all the pain you're going through where it's like the initial shock, which just doesn't end for the whole 10 minutes, you can last that like you're you're really going to be able to push your body through anything. But if you want to look at the physical side of things, which I suppose we probably should as a health and fitness podcast, there are many benefits to cold water therapy, which can include increasing your immune function, as well as that you're just increasing circulation to your muscles. So it's just going to promote healthy, nutrient-rich blood to your muscles. Obviously, it's not going to have a major, major effect, but it can reduce your delayed onset muscle soreness, which is going to help you train harder the next day, which is something you really just do want in general. The other side of things, there is like the warm therapy that you can get. So you can have the the warm baths. I'm actually just out of one myself. I find that can just relax you so much. Like if you're looking at how a cold water therapy or like being in an ice bath can put your body or your mind even under a lot of stress in the short term, which can help you push yourself in the long term. I do find like getting into like a steam room or a sauna or like the warm bath is in there. It just really helps your mind to just relax. Like so, so comfortable. If you want to be in it for too long, cause you're going to be too comfortable then, but it can just help to release those good hormones for your brain. Even it's all about the mental side of things too, because like when you are taking a big training load on, or whether you've a big workload on, that's going to put so much stress on your mind as well. And it's really important to value that. That's why you do practice things like yoga and meditation. Just does give you that bit of an extra break just to push yourself harder. Because it is really hard to balance everything. And you really want to just maximize your performance. One thing I actually got from reading a book recently enough called Peak Performance was that like stress plus rest equals success. So if you're getting your cold baths, that's your stress. And then if you're getting the warm baths, that's your rest, I suppose. In terms of the benefits to that, again, you're looking at reducing inflammation, which is just going to help reduce like the levels of CRP, which basically they can like attack your muscles and joints, which is all a part of the body's natural processes, but felt you to feel a lot better. As well as that, you're also reducing your risk of like high blood pressure as well, which is going to put you at less risk of developing a lot of chronic diseases too, which is great. And it's just going to help you push yourself a lot better. Is there any particular techniques to stand out to you, Paddy, that you want to talk about? Well, as we were saying earlier, I love the massage guns. Uh, I have one myself here. I've had it for about a year, I'd say. And it's just, it's basically a gun that you just turn it on and you massage your muscles. So a heads up, never use it on your chest because your heart rate will go really high. And uh, going from experience, that's not good. Uh, so don't put it on your chest. Don't use it on your bones. Don't use it on your head or your face. Or don't use it on your neck either. Just use it on big muscles. Use it on your shoulders, on your biceps and triceps, on your on your legs. You could use it based nearly anywhere on your legs, just not your shins. But it is it's 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 so it's so handy. It definitely does. Like it it just goes hand in hand with the with the cold therapy with the and with the stretching, the supple leopard book, all that. It just all goes together. And if you're following all like the challenges, if you're following all step by step. And just doing them day in, day out. Your chances of injury is just going to go way down. 
I was actually reading a study on them earlier. They do have been, they have been shown to like significantly reduce your delayed onset muscle soreness, which again, it's just going to help you train harder the next day. That's what recovery is all about. It's just like getting you from that stage of being stressed and tired to being able to perform at your best again the next day. So you can really maximize your training and train more and work harder and push yourself a bit more as well. In terms of like, the foam rolling side of things you're kind of getting onto like sports massage there as well it's all about avoiding going to the physio with an injury you know it's all about injury prevention as well like i find that as a runner when you are putting your body under like repetitive stress i suppose where you're just pounding the ground say for like 50 60 70 miles a week like your muscles are going to be under stress regardless of how much stretching you do so i i would go to the physio every three or four weeks again it's not with injuries it's just so that I don't have to go again in two weeks with an injury with my head in my hands saying I wish I went two weeks earlier could have avoided all of this but there's definite benefits of sports massage as well again you're increasing circulation to the muscle you're helping to remove lactate from the area which is going to help your active recovery as well as that you're just helping to loosen out the muscles loosen out the joints just get the blood flowing a lot better just help the mobility there as well, get the muscles moving well, just help you get a lot looser, reduce any tightness and tenderness, which again is just going to help you to, more so than anything, just avoid injury because anyone that's been injured will know how it just gets, it's like turning your side, it just gets in the way of any progress you had going and it always seems to come like in the middle of a good load of progress. One thing I forgot to say there as well is Paddy was talking about how you shouldn't use a massage gun on your shins. I tried foam rolling my shins the other day, and it was excruciating. Actually, the if you are looking to foam roll your shins, the back baller, there's a little slit in the middle of it, so as you can sit your shin right into it. And it's but if you, what's, if you what's the concept behind the back baller? Sorry for interrupting you there. It's like uh, it's two foam rollers basically, and it's rigid, so it stays on the floor. So you move, and the foam roller doesn't move. But there's two slits down the the middle, so it's like a it's basically like an indent for your shin, like specifically for your shin, oh. and and for your spine as well. So it doesn't foam roll the bone at all; it just foam rolls the muscle uh, either side of it. Another recovery side of things that just like came my way. Have you ever tried the like recovery boots? Again, I'm getting into elite sports recovery side of things. Not sponsored. Have you tried that body? I've never tried it. No. Yeah, no, that's, it's all the, like, compression side of things again. So I keep talking about blood flow, keep talking about circulation, but you do need to get that nutrient-rich blood to help repair your muscles because when you exercise, you, you like, effectively just damage your muscle. So you just need to break down your muscles so that you can repair it and it can get stronger and it can get fitter. Whether it's you're losing, like, long twitch or fast twitch or slow twitch muscle fibers whether that's what you're building you're still going to need to help it recover i found using those recovery boots i actually had them for six weeks on a rental um they were so nice and it's like the compression style of things anyway if anyone that's ever used like taping on their body if anybody's ever used like calf sleeves if you ever had a calf injury like anyone can attest to that i find that they definitely do benefit you how much of that is a placebo i actually haven't read the studies on it myself I'm not a thousand percent sure. Elite athletes do seem to swear by them. I see all the NBA players are always using them between games. LeBron James always has his knees taped up with them. They definitely do help to like reduce your injury rates, whether or not it helps you to just recover better. I'm not a thousand percent sure, but I found compression therapy is definitely something I've used and it's definitely worked for me. So I definitely recommend it to anyone out there that is considering using it. Even just like I actually have my compression shorts on here. That's what brought it to my mind. 
I'll wear that sometimes just under my pants just to get that extra bit of recovery and it's all about marginal gains like but I think Paulie was talking about taping earlier as well is there any benefits to that Paulie that you wanted to touch on? I use um, the kinesiology tape all right when I'm competing just on I suppose if I'm if I'm doing a squat in competition I'll put it just on my lower back and maybe on my quads or if I'm benching I might put it on my forearm it does it does make it kind of less tight I don't know if it's a placebo either but I definitely do think that the kinesiology tape works I've never used compression sleeves, but it's kind of the same idea, really. You just kind of cut it to size, and you can put it on on your muscles. And I haven't, I haven't had any problems with with it, with it yet, so I'm going to keep using it. I might have bias here as a nutritionist, but like, if you're not getting enough food, even to support your training, to support your mental work, even if you're not getting enough carbohydrates, if you're not getting enough protein, if you're not getting enough of all your micronutrients as well if you're not getting enough fruit and veg there's no point even looking at a lot of these small recovery techniques because you do need to like look at the overall picture first as well we talked about the no pain no gain mentality last week if your training cycle isn't structured where you're training too hard and you're always fatigued you're always tired using these recovery methods is only going to help you so much foam rolling getting massages going for ice baths they're going to help you train harder but again it's in the grand scheme of things, like you shouldn't just rapidly increase your training out of nowhere and hope that like all these techniques are going to make up for it because you do need to look at like your overall planning and your overall structure with things. That's what's going to benefit your recovery the most. If you're getting away from like the physical side of things, like what would you find would help you de-stress and recover if you're looking at taking a break from college, even like playing the PlayStation, like you do need that bit of escapism even. I, I do go for a walk every every evening. I think a walk in the in the evening around like six or seven o'clock when it's just about to get dark. I find that really relaxing. I listen to some music, some kind of chill out music. If I'm training in the morning, I'm going to be listening to grime or drill, and that's kind of heavy going. That's not going to help you relax. Like if it's what you like to to listen to, and if it relaxes you, go ahead and listen to it. But so I do listen to bit of George and now a bit of Big Pig, just all that kind of chill out stuff. Bit of jazz on my walk. I go for a walk for about forty minutes, as well as getting the steps in, and it really does just clear your head. Like that's my fa- that's probably my favorite form of recovery. Have you seen that? Um, Dave had his snippet of a new song up on Instagram there the other day. I'll I'll cut back in so the cheeky Dave comment. Did you see that? Um, Dave had his little snippet of his new song up on IG at the weekend. So good, so good. Big things yeah. coming in twenty twenty one on the green screen, like Wednesday dropping. Friday. Imagine we drop the same as a podcast. I think he's ducking our release date, to be honest, Paddy. Like he knows that the podcast is coming on a Friday. Drake actually, unfortunately, dropped the same day as us last time, but we beat him to it. Um, I'm sure we got a lot more, more listens than Drake did that yeah. time, but definitely impacted us in that way. If I'm getting back to the point, talk about the getting out for a walk. Even I find, I know I do my bit of running, but like if you do get out for a walk, I find it's not like going to like tire me out enough physically that like it can actually give me such a mental break even like it can just help to stimulate my brain whilst I'm not like overly concentrating on anything like I actually read a book as well recently enough again peak performance by Steve Magnus really highly recommend it but they're talking about how like a lot of philosophers and a lot of successful people have actually attributed their success to going out for walks every day and they find that walking has actually been shown to like stimulate your subconscious mind so 
right here when we're talking, we're probably not using our subconscious mind because we're very conscious of what we're saying and we're not really like coming up with new ideas. But when you get out for a walk, basically, you're just helping to consolidate a lot of the ideas that you've learned from when you're studying, when you're working, as well as that a lot of new ideas can come to you because you're not really thinking too hard about it. Your brain is like just about stimulated enough to like think about that side of things. So it can really help you in a mental aspect too, um, as well as walking and having your bit of escapism as well. I suppose you do need like that bit of planning around your day, make sure your day is structured, that you can be as productive as possible. It can differ between different people. Like you have your your morning larks and your night owls, I think, but I definitely find that if I get up at like five, six o'clock, I can actually like get a lot of work done early. It's very it's gonna be very individual. I'd know about potty. Like potty, would you find you operate best when it's earlier or when it's dark? Definitely when it's earlier as well, I would be the same as you. I like to get up early and get stuff done as soon as possible. So I rather have my kind of chill out time in the in the evening rather than the morning. Yeah, I'll find like even if I'm studying, I'll get through so much more lectures if I like start at like six than if I if I start at six in the morning rather than six in the evening. I just find it hard a lot harder to concentrate. That's going to differ person to person. It's all about finding what works best for you individually, as well as that. If you do look at like a lot of successful people that do like wake up at like five o'clock, they're not going to bed at ten or eleven. They're going to bed a lot earlier so you do have to account for that as well you need to make sure that you're not got too much on your plate as well like we didn't post for a small while there i think it was about a month actually i took a bit of a break from instagram as well i found that like if you're trying to like succeed in like a load of aspects at the one time so like say if you're trying to do well in training if you're trying to do well in college and if you've got like external things like whether that's you're focusing on the social side of things and you're also trying to focus on your health if you're balancing like two three four things at once it's really not going to like work out that well. Like you don't want to be a jack of all trades and a master of none, really. So like it is important to like factor those things in. Like if you have a lot of mental stress on your plate, might be a good idea to adjust your training that week, especially if you've exams or something like that. I would have found like our coaches before when we had like the junior cert and leaving cert, like your performance would dip if you like train too hard during it. So it is important to factor in that bit of downtime, factor in that bit of escapism. Is there anything else you want to touch on, Polly? Oh, I think we covered a good bit there. I, I don't really have any other any other thoughts on it. Yeah, same here, really. It's good to be back, though, podcasting again. Yeah. Hopefully, be yeah. back again soon. But hope you all enjoyed that episode. Like and subscribe. Hope you all have a great week.